Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are pleased, as always, to be joined on the line every Monday and Friday by one of the most plugged-in men in the business. He's Daily Faceoffs, Frank Saravalli for Horse Racing Alberta. Racing returns on May the 4th at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. For more information, visit thehorses.com. Hello, Frank. How are you? Bob, I'm good. They make you work on the break here? Uh, I choose to work because I love what I do. How's that? Yeah, that's fair. Is that fair? I mean, I I would make fun of you, but I actually believe that's true. No, like I mean, I I like. <laughs> I will tell you, I can't tell you how stoked I was uh, that the Oilers got the four-one victory on Saturday, made it sixteen straight games. This is pretty special what we're witnessing, isn't it? It's borderline historic. I mean, it's defies words really and logic to think that you know we're dating back not just into a a different year but a different you know you're talking a span of two separate months now into february with a chance to not just go up against the golden knights on the other side of the break for you know to tie the record but more than that you, you know you're inching close to home ice in the first round now which is i don't know that anyone really thought that was possible let alone at this early juncture of the season well, I read the numbers earlier, Frank. Uh, on the entire season at the All-Star break, Edmonton is 8th in wins, 7th in points percentage, 4th in goals for, 8th in goals against, 4th in the power play, 5th in the PK, 3rd shots for, 3rd shots against, 7th in face-offs, and number 1 in the league in expected goals for 5v5. When you're top 8 in is all... Is that good? Is that, that's, and that's on the, that includes... A team that started the year three nine and one that includes those games. Are they good? Does this does that prove they're good? Crazy. I you know I I was blown away. I did a deeper dive today on our show daily faceoff live on the Oilers penalty kill, and we actually had John Goyans break down some video for us. And to think that the Oilers PK just for one facet of their game was thirtieth in the league for a huge stretch of this season yeah to now since then be first it's it's kind of mind-numbing to think about how big of a change that is and really how much that's contributed to this 16 game streak too like it's it's one thing for everyone else to heat up Stuart skinner plays well and obviously that helps the this this uh penalty kill save percentage you know, your offense gets going, they feel confident, everyone's defending better, but even when things could go wrong on the penalty kill, 
it hasn't. And the PK has been a huge part of where they're at. Yeah, well, absolutely. You know, what, what can you say? I mean, uh, you mentioned it, they were 30th. They had 23 sets of forwards kill penalties in the first 13 games. And they've since, pre- it's since December 20th, 94% and first in the league. Yeah. Well, they're first in the league under Knobloch in the 32 games that he's coached. They lead the Before league. Before the coaching change, they were 30th at 70%. And now they're they're first since the coaching change has been made. I did think. You, that, did you tell me the other day that their special teams are at a combined hundred and twenty percent? Under Knobloch, yes. Most most teams, as an FYI, are thrilled to get to one hundred and five. Well, the orders are so over again, the moon. The orders, the combination to this point in the season, twenty seven point one percent on the power play, eighty three percent on the PK. So they're at one ten. Which, I mean, that's almost optimal. Knobloch's at 120. That's not going to... Well, you know what? I say it's not going to continue, but the power play had room to grow, and it grew over the last five games. It went 6 for 12. They they may never lose again. Uh, Well, it's going to be a fun one for sure. We actually just had uh, head coach Craig Matavish on the show, and we talked a bit about the situation involving the Calgary Flames. How important are the Calgary Flames to this year's trade deadline, Frank Zarabali? If you took the Calgary Flames players off of my trade targets board, I'm not entirely sure how much of a market we have. I mean, it gets thin in a hurry this year, and and there's probably a couple more names to trickle out. Today, we're 40 days out, so there's still a couple teams that you know, I'm sure the St. Louis Blues have some tough decisions to make with their defensemen, and you know, what do the Pittsburgh Penguins do with Jake Gensel, and how about some of these other teams? If the Seattle Kraken fall out of it, do they get aggressive with a couple of their players, especially some of them that have term? I mean, they're all interesting questions to ask, but it goes to show you that for the most part, all of the really significant pieces on basically any team around the league, they're more or less locked up. And you're really kind of grasping at straws when it comes to the deadline outside of a select few real big difference makers. And that's why I'm really curious to see when you look at the West and we've talked before about how seven of the eight teams that are going to make it. I mean, and say what you want about the LA Kings at this exact moment in time, but they're in as yeah. But as a side note, I would say what the Kings are going through right now is not all that different than what the Oilers experienced to start the year and you're dealing with seven really good teams including you know a couple of them three of them at least that are going to lose in the first round and be really unhappy so how aggressive will those teams be you know i expect the oilers to be very aggressive but if you're dallas or if you are vegas coming off of your cup win or colorado you know they want to get back there the, considering that if someone else takes one of the pieces that you're after, yeah. you're you're probably not looking at difference makers. I, I think we could see some teams just not enter silly season and go with what they have. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So I believe Elias Lindholm uh, is the bell of the ball for the forwards out there. Now I'm partial to a right shot center because the orders have McDavid, Dreisaitl, Nugent Hopkins that are left shots, and now McLeod. I mean, McLeod's a legitimate top nine player at this stage in his career. So they got I'm going to f- combat you on that, by the way. On what? You don't think he's a legitimate top nine player yet? No. Uh, you said Lindholm is the bell of the ball. Amongst the forwards. For me. Uh, oh, For well, me. Let's see what happens with Jake Gensel. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Because Gensel's a better pure goal scorer. But what position does Lindholm play? It's a premium position, but the thing is he's a top end number two center, not a one. So what is... Jake Gensel is a legitimate first line winger. An elite at that. Fair comment. What would the ask be from Pittsburgh for Gensel? Oh, it would have to be really significant because consider also where they're at. And that's the other part of this. Like, if they are in the mix to make it, he's probably not available at all. It's not going to be one of those situations where it's like, oh, can you tempt me? They've invested so much in the in the current roster that they have, including already this year's first round pick to get Eric Carlson, which I said at the time, not not to pat myself on the back, that's that's not what they needed in order to get in the mix this year. And it's kind of getting late early. Like they may be a playoff team, but does anyone really consider them a threat? But given what they've invested in the group the contracts for Malkin, the contract for Latang, they've got a ton on the line to really try and squeak in and see if they can make some magic happen. And that leaves them between a rock and a hard place with Gensel. He's either Reese, you know, he's the guy that helps kickstart this rebuild, or he's the guy that you sort of, you know, hope and wish and pray you keep and somehow you can do some damage before he ends up walking in the offseason. So we're not sure he's going to get traded. Not yet. Are we pretty sure Lindholm's getting traded? Very sure. What's the ask? It has to be a first-round pick plus multiple pieces, I would think. And my guess is the Calgary Flames would like to get some kind of ready-made roster piece or at least a prospect that's close to NHL ready as part of the package that the more pieces Calgary can get their hands on that are closer rather than five years away like you still need some of those too but they're hoping to be and planning to be in a different position two to three years from now this isn't not a a tear it down to the studs rebuild so um, they've they've got to get some pieces in the here and now that can help them. Yeah. Is it out of the realm of possibility that they would contemplate taking a left-shot defenseman back and flipping Hannafin out as well? No, uh, not out of the realm of possibility. Are you referencing a, 
former player that was originally property of the Flames? Who would that be? Brett Kulak? Well, I mean, it would have to be... I mean, he's a ready-made player. He steps in and plays. He's played in Calgary before. Obviously, the Oilers would be given up at least one number one in that. That's a given. I, I'm just... Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at it like, you know, what could they get if they moved... Would the, would the Flames deal with the Oilers? That's... And, and it might be a long shot. Might be a long shot. It should. I mean, theoretically, I think too much is made of that. Did they not? Tra- where did they trade Zadorov? They traded him in their division. Yeah, but Edmonton. I, I don't different. think they wanted to, but it was also the best that presented itself in that moment in time to quiet what was a bubbling situation. Yes, this is a little bit different because. Boston can make an... See, if the, if the Oilers don't get... Like, I think Edmonton should be in on Lindholm. I don't know if they're going to get him. I don't actually know if they are in on Lindholm. Uh, but if Edmonton can't get him, my hope is he ends up in Boston. So you want him out of the West, and I understand why, but let me ask you this. Is is Lindholm overkill? For who? For the Oilers. Is he too much? I'm not to say, like, you can't have too good of a team, but if you're really trying to properly slot out this group... Well, you tell me. someone that's a more traditional 3C, someone that makes sense? Who would that be? Well, there's a couple options. You you have Sean Monaghan, and you have Adam Henrique. You're going to have to uh, have a second team involved in any sort of Henrique trade to get that price point down from 5.7. He's 5.7, is he? Oh, that's pretty easy to do. Yeah. And you don't necessarily have to if you did something else with Brett Kulak. Mm-hmm. And just just for uh, perspective, um, I did have a chance at some point over the last number of weeks to catch up with former Oilers coach Dallas Akins, who had Enrique in Anaheim. Yep. And he, he couldn't say enough good things about him in terms of his hockey IQ being off the charts. And his he said, you know what? He, he may not have the foot speed that everyone craves in today's game, but he thinks it at such a high yeah. level that he's able to be impactful. And maybe that's exactly the type of person that the Oilers need. He's just gone in and destroyed the Rangers the last two times he's played them, eh? It's been unreal. Uh, maybe that's why the Devils would like him back. Yeah, I, I, I got time for Henry. The acquisition cost obviously would not be as much. Is that fair? Yep. And you know what? He, it's funny. I could tell by your reaction that you didn't seem to be that big of a Monaghan fan. We already discussed Monaghan with Mac T. Until last week, he had fewer even-strength goals than Sam Carrick from the Anaheim Ducks. Okay. I I don't know if Monaghan... Don't they all count the same? Are we not... like So if, if you aren't, and and rightfully so, Oilers fans aren't going to allow people to make fun of Dreisaitl last year for being a power... Fair production. comment. Fair comment. Fair then comment. You can't then go criticize Sean Monahan. Oh, fair comment. He still has more points and I believe is closer tied in goals than Lindholm, and he's going to be available for a fraction of the price. Yep. And there's a lot of guys that have respect for Monahan around the league for what he's been able to overcome and come back. He's from. really well liked. Yeah, no question about it. Yeah. Interesting. Anybody and, and you know def- what? I think part of the name of the game for the Oilers, as aggressive as they're going to be, 
you might be able to fill multiple positions if you can slice and dice. All right. Uh, what about a guy like Alexander Carrier? Is he? I'm just looking at Barry and Carrier, and I'd have to think since Nashville keeps playing Carrier over Bear, uh, Barry, that uh, they're telling us who they like more. Do you think? Uh, well, is either it, that or they're showcasing him. Perhaps that's the case. Uh, he's not the biggest guy, but he can move the puck. And what do you think of him? I I don't I don't have a big opinion one way or the other. I I think the best way to describe Carrier is he's not really bad at anything, but he's not really elite at anything either. Yeah. And he's a sort of steady, solid, should be relatively inexpensive second or third pair defenseman. Uh, the Flyers, by the way, Frank Saravalli joining us for the Horses and Horse Race in Alberta for the 7,000 men and women employed in the uh, uh, horse uh, racing uh, industry. Um, tell me this, Philly has had a, they had a tough week on a couple different fronts. They've had a, a tough month on a couple different fronts here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got a couple pending UFA defensemen. People ask us about them all the time in terms of uh, Sean Walker and Nick Sealer. What are you hearing there? The Flyers continue to talk to Nick Sealer about an extension. I don't think anything's imminent. They continue to to listen to offers. Um, I'm such a big fan of Nick Sealer and his game. I think he's he's one of those guys that squeezes every drop out of the skill set that he has, and he's a tough, tough guy to play against. But I could also see why teams would say, okay, like nice player, but we're not giving you a ton for him. And it might make sense for the Flyers to keep him. So that's they're continuing to engage in those discussions. I think they've probably got three or so weeks to figure it out. As for Sean Walker, um, he has certainly changed opinions around the league this season with his play. Uh, he's been very impressive. I would say for a guy that was a salary dump coming over from the Kings, um, he's he's given the Flyers a legitimate option to harvest a real asset here. And the thought process is the Flyers are looking for a first-round pick in return. That, to me, feels a bit high. Um uh, they're right in their own right to ask for it, but I don't know if they're going to get it. Um, as a pending UFA, cap hit two six five. He's a nice piece, but he's not. You know, he again, he's one of those guys that's not really going to wow you in any one area. Yeah, the funny thing is, uh, we have people. All oh, the others should go get Walker instead of Cody Cece. And I don't I'm know like, that they're in, they're not distinguishable from each other. I mean, Cody Cece has been a plus player every year that he's been in Edmonton. Uh, he plays 19 minutes a game. And, yeah, he doesn't wow you, but he's there and he's steady. And I wonder whether or not maybe there's more of an appreciation, like a guy like Paul Coffey. You know, I just, I, I, I don't know. Like, you can't have everything in a cap system. You know what I'm saying, Frank? I, I, I don't know why you would spend an asset on Sean Walker. CC, they're within a year old of each other. They make relatively the same money. Yeah. Uh, I think CC actually, when it's all said and done, has better offensive upside. He plays more minutes. You mentioned plus player. Like, I, it doesn't make any sense to me, but I, I don't. It's, that's just my opinion. Are you in Toronto on Friday or what are you doing? 
I am. Yeah, going to Toronto on Wednesday. Well, we'll try to squeeze a, squeeze a call in. I'm going to the Golden Bears in UBC on Friday. It's going to be awesome. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, uh, during the skills competition, we'll see what uh, 97 and 29 can cook up. Awesome stuff, Frank. Thank you for your time. See you, Bob. Have a good one. Yep. Frank Cervelli brought to you by Daily Faceoff. Racing returns May 4th. Uh, brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta from Daily Faceoff. Racing Horse Racing returns on May the 4th at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. For more information, go to thehorses.com. 625 at Edmonton. We'll bang off a couple texts when we return on orders now. Let's go to this text on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Dan from Sangudo says, Bob, I messaged you a few weeks ago and asked you if you thought a 750 percentage hockey team from Knobloch is sustainable, and he's doing even better now. We are, in fact, watching a once-in-a-lifetime run. Great analysis. Uh, great analysts. I get a chance to cover it, too. Uh, cheers to the whole coverage team. That comes to us from Dan from Sanguda. Guess what we're going to do? That's an awesome text. We're entering that text to win in our text of the week draw, where winners receive three months of washes at my favorite car wash. Great white car wash. 100 169th Street. Stay tuned for the weekly winner every Friday. And with close to 35 years in business, Brent Ridge Ford has many long-term loyal customers. If you currently own an F-150, you can get up to 16 k off a new F-150. If you want to be treated fairly at every aspect of vehicle ownership and get award-winning service, call our friends at Brent Ridge Ford, 780-352-6048. Ask for Rich, Johnny, and Uncle Milton Sales, or Kevin, Margie, and Mike in service. Remember, cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. We will tell you uh, Zach Ferguson and Brendan Escott text me before the uh, 5.30 update, and I didn't actually check my text. Zach, I owe you an apology. Zach Ferguson has global news, weather, traffic update. When we come back, we'll look up with Colin Chalk down in Bakersfield.